of year when we craft a homeschool plan, we search for fresh ideas, create renewed routines, and ask our kids what they want to do for the upcoming year. Are you ready to reimagine your homeschool year? In today's episode, I'm going to offer you six ideas to plan for your upcoming homeschool year. To create an enriching learning experience for your kids. To help you lean into child-led learning, address your challenges, and craft a personalized homeschool routine. So if you want to create an enriching learning experience for your upcoming homeschool, join me on today's episode. And welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wietrich, the Homeschool Life Coach at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. If you're a homeschool mom looking to reimagine your homeschool life, then this is the podcast for you. As the new homeschool year approaches, it's the perfect time for homeschool moms to reflect on their past year's experiences and reimagine the upcoming year. Before I share my ideas on how you could reimagine your homeschool year, I ask you these six questions. What new areas of personal growth and learning do you envision for yourself this homeschool year? And how can you carve out time to do that? The second question is looking back on the past year, what were some of the most valuable lessons that you've learned in your homeschool journey? Because we want to build on those successes and overcome those challenges. The third question is how can you empower your kids to take the lead in their learning adventure? Maybe there's creative ways you can incorporate their interests and their passions into the curriculum or into your plans for their days. The fourth question is what was the most significant obstacle that you encountered in your homeschool last year? And how do you plan to tackle it head on this year? Fifth question. How will you structure your daily routine to strike a comfortable, let's call it balance, between homeschooling and family life? And the sixth question is, when reflecting on last year's curriculum choices, which subjects or topics sparked the most joy and enthusiasm in your kids and in your world? Okay, now we've got the juices flowing and got you thinking about what your last homeschool year was like. So let's jump in to this week's episode of the six fresh ideas on how to homeschool plan. You know, most years by July, I would pull out the messy papers that were gathered around the house, sometimes in a stack in the homeschool room. And those stacks of papers and books and textbooks and workbooks and art pieces and things that kids wrote on and anything that they did that I could put into a stack, I stuck it into a giant stack beside my desk in my homeschool room. I would grab my daytimer and the kids' daytimers if they had one, and I would gather all these things and create a year-end portfolio for each of my kids about what we did the previous year. 
I'd gather that information into a portfolio for each child for each year, which by the way, I will share more details on how I did it and what subject areas I would include. I pretty much included everything that we could possibly have done, including trips and volunteer opportunities and youth events and all sorts of different things. I would gather all of those things and create a portfolio for each child. And I'm going to show the moms that are in the Patreon support group how to do this. So I'd gather this information into a portfolio for each of my kids. And by the way, I'll share more on how I did that in the accompanying post for this episode. Well, I would gather those ideas that worked from last year, the ideas that I hadn't yet pursued that I wanted to, and I kept those ideas in a little notebook, an idea notebook. And then I would look at all of the different possibilities and say, this is where we're probably going to focus our efforts for the upcoming year. Very simply, it helped me to see on paper the things that we did do already to assess how they actually benefited us or didn't, and whether we wanted to keep going with some of the things that we were already including in our homeschool. With this in mind, I share with you six key ideas to help you plan and create a satisfying homeschool year for you and your kids. The very first thing that I would encourage you to do is to create a plan for your growth, for your learning, and your wellness. If our goal is to enable our kids to become healthy versions of who they were meant to be, so they can live purposeful lives, then we need to lead the way. As a homeschool mom, it is essential to take care of ourselves. You probably heard me say this a few times. I know it from experience. And now that I've been coaching other homeschool moms, I know it from others' experiences too. We sometimes need to set aside time to create a plan for your growth, for learning, for our well-being, our wellness. Here's a few questions you could ask yourself in order to create that plan. How are you showing up as the healthiest version of yourself? How are you living a purposeful life that is unique to you? What subjects or skills would you like to learn more about? What hobbies or interests would you like to explore? And how can you prioritize your mental and physical well-being amidst your homeschool responsibilities? No doubt about it. I know that you need to include time for you in your homeschool routine. Maybe that means you're including your interests in your morning basket, that time that you spend time with your kids to do interesting activities right after breakfast. Or maybe you need to include a once a week moment or two hour block away from your family. Maybe you want to book a coaching call with me to pursue your growth goals. Or maybe you want to use the wellness guide that I've created for you to create a plan to address your growth, your learning, and your wellness. However you go about creating that plan, I encourage you to make one. Your plan for your growth, your learning, and your wellness. The second key idea I offer for your homeschool planning this year is look back and reflect on your last year's lessons. Reflect on the past year and ask yourself what you and your children learned, what worked, 
What didn't? But how will you do that if you didn't actually record a bunch of stuff that you did last year? I found it useful to write these things out, obviously spoken by a writer, and I recorded it all in that portfolio I spoke to you about. Sometimes at the end of each day, I would just simply jot down a few things that we did. You could put it into an Instagram account and take photos of the things that you did. I must say that now that I'm at this end of homeschooling, at the end of it, I am so grateful that I did those things. And I'm so delighted when I get to share in other families' big moments or even their tinier moments of their homeschool lives. But all of them, big and small celebrations, no matter what. We record those moments so that we can look back and be grateful for all the opportunities we have with our kids. Here's why I think we need to keep a record of what we're doing. Somehow, some way. I wouldn't prescribe how you do it. I would just prescribe doing it. It gives you confidence that you are indeed doing things. You will not have the same crisis of confidence that this homeschool thing is useful for your kids if you are watching them grow. You know how sometimes you put um, your child up against the wall and you make a little line above their heads to notice this is how tall they were. And then next year you do the same thing. And sometimes with different kids, you compare different kids' heights at different times of their lives. You wouldn't know what the differences were if you didn't actually set them up against the wall and ask them to stand quietly, heels down. Let me put a little tab right above your head. And that's also what I've experienced when I record the things that I've done in my homeschool year. We're less likely to question our homeschool choice if we see with our own eyes that our children are growing, learning, and engaging in their world. So consider recording what you do. Use an Instagram account or a paper daytimer like I did. Maybe you screenshot some of the written activities or projects your kids are doing. You could photograph your activities with a good old-fashioned SLR. <laughs> they still exist. Or you could jot it down in a journal at the end of the day. And after you've spent a homeschool season recording your projects and activities, you can look back and ask, which ones worked and why? How can you do more of that? What areas of interest do you want to expand upon, whether that's your area of interest or your child's? Use a homeschool idea journal like I have, where you just jot down your interests or your kids' interests so you can return to those ideas later. And then celebrate the successes. Acknowledge the challenges, but celebrate the successes and take notes of the things that you did that worked well, the methods that worked well, how they liked to learn and how they didn't, and what you could do differently so you can adjust for your upcoming homeschool year. The third key idea I offer you is to embrace child-led learning, or I say, lean in to child-led learning. One of the most beautiful aspects of homeschooling, in my opinion, is the flexibility to cater to your child's unique interests and their learning style, to help them grow in to themselves more so they can live a more purposeful life. But we all know that just because we have this option to create that kind of freedom does not mean we will do it. I know from experience. When I have the freedom to create an experience, an education for my kids, 
My natural tendency was to create a private school in my home, which sounded fun to me, not to my children. So let me remind you that child-led learning is still learning. But if you want to incorporate a science concept into something and some interest that they have, or maybe you want to explore the geography around something that they're interested in, you can include that too. It can be a casual conversation. It doesn't need to be a sit down, open your workbooks chat. If you want to overcome boredom and decrease that lack of motivation that some homeschool moms see with their kids, ask your kids to participate in their homeschool choices and listen to them. P.S. If you're still intent on creating a specific homeschool method in your home, you can still do that alongside leaning in to child-led learning. Just lean in and discover that your homeschool method will be so much more well-received and enjoyable for you when you lean in. I've seen it from experience that when we lean into child-led learning, that approach fosters your kids' curiosity, motivation, and the thing that everybody wants for their kids in their homeschool, a love for learning. And if they're curious, motivated, and love learning, you're going to enjoy your homeschool more too. The fourth key idea I want to offer you is to look back at your last homeschool year and ask yourself, what were our challenges in this last year? You might want to grab your journal at this point and answer a few questions. What was your greatest homeschool challenge last year? Maybe you've been questioning yourself, wondering if you really are doing this homeschool thing good enough, and you hear that other people say, yeah, it's good enough, but you deep in your soul do not know that it's good enough. Maybe you know you're not showing up as you'd like in your family. You're angry, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed more than you want. Maybe you don't know how to relate to a specific child. Maybe you don't understand why one of your kids isn't learning like another child and you're concerned. Did you feel lonely and disconnected last year? Did you struggle alone? Maybe you know you have unrealistic expectations, but you don't know where to begin to tackle them. Because you know that telling yourself that it's an unrealistic expectation isn't working. Maybe you just didn't like your routine, but you don't know how to restart or recreate a routine. Maybe you didn't like your homeschool group. You don't want to say that out loud. You don't have to. You can just write it in your journal. But you don't know who else to connect with. Maybe you compared yourself to other people's homeschools and too frequently felt a crisis of confidence. Maybe you knew you were doing a lot, but you don't know if all the a lot was actually all that meaningful, but you definitely felt like it was too much. Maybe as I was hearing from another homeschool mom in the last week, the homeschool routine is working for one child, but it isn't working for another, and you don't want to create two routines doing more than one sounds overwhelming. Maybe you started the homeschool day running, just jumped right out of bed and got started and it didn't feel satisfying. It felt mind blurring. Maybe your kids are transitioning 
into adolescence. And you can sense that the relationship with you is different. They want something you're not quite sure you can put your finger on, and you're not quite sure how to help them. Maybe you're not sure why last year wasn't great, but it wasn't. Maybe you were talking to me about motivating your kiddos. That is a common conversation I have. You don't know how to motivate your kids or prevent them from getting bored. Maybe you don't have someone to bounce ideas off and you just feel alone in your homeschool journey. That is a common conversation I have with other homeschool moms. I think it is a one of the most common threads that I see on Facebook when people comment about feeling like other people aren't in support of what they're doing and they don't feel connected in their community. No matter what challenge you may have had last year, you can devise a plan to tackle it, to be proactive in how you address it. Or you don't have to. This ain't Groundhog Day, but it sure can be if you want it to be. You can either be proactive, address that challenge, or experience it again this year. If you want to do this unpacking of your growth challenge or trying to figure out the thing that you were challenged by last year, you're welcome to join us in the Homeschool Mama Support Group. And if you want to tackle those challenges alongside me to get personalized coaching, connect with me. The fifth key idea that I would offer you is to clarify your homeschool and life routine. Sometimes we just need to look at how we are living our lives from hour to hour to figure out why things aren't working or how we can make things better. I think the most simple thing that we can do, but also sometimes the most challenging thing we can do is try to create a healthy sleep routine. I don't spend a lot of time discussing sleep because honestly, everybody knows Y'all know, everybody knows you need to get enough sleep. And you also know that when kids are really young, when your children are really young, sometimes it is very challenging to get enough sleep. So I often feel like I can't, I don't want to go there and to remind you to get enough sleep when I have my youngest child, 14 years of age, sleeping through the night for the last seven years, just seven years, but for seven years. And you may have been sleep deprived for the last seven years because you have four children all under the age of six or something. And so I know that discussing this concept of sleep can sometimes feel a bit shaming and I don't want to do that. And yet I also know that there is nothing more important to your sanity, your clarity, and your perspective if you are not getting enough sleep. So perhaps you could consider, is there a way to create a little bit more sleep in your week? Also, sometimes your kids are transitioning into a different stage of development and therefore needing different sleep habits too. But it's not just sleep that we need to reconsider in our homeschool or life routine. We need to also look at, are you sliding into your day without any time to think? Also a discussion point that's challenging to discuss with younger homeschool families because I know that some of us sleep with kids and that's the reason we actually can get sleep through the night is that they sleep alongside us. So when we wake up in the morning and someone says you should have a morning routine, you think I'm barely trying to get out of this bed without waking somebody. Yeah, I feel ya. 
So if you're in this position where you're thinking, there is no way I can create a separate morning routine, I get it. I have been there. Also, the thing is, it's our goal. So is there a way that you could create a few minutes, somehow, some way, for you to be separate from your kids? And if not, I'll just keep reminding you, because here's what I've learned. If you don't create a routine, whatever routine that benefits and serves you, your kids will continue to live with you, assuming that you're still homeschooling for many years, and they'll continue to grow up, and they will not assume that you need separate time in the morning, whether they're three or 13. So you need to practice putting that morning routine boundary now. And part of your homeschool or life routine can be also you being alone. Yeah, girl, I said it and I'm going to say it again, because this is a common discussion I have with homeschool moms that have littles and homeschool moms that have, shall we call them bigs? We have many different kids ages and it doesn't matter what the child's age is. They want their mom. They want to hang out with their mom. Yeah, they want time away, especially at a certain age, they may want time away, but they still always want to be able to default to come see how mom's doing, or maybe I could ask mom a question or mom, can you help me? And you know what? That is just as it should be. Kids need their moms. We want our kids to need us and we're there for their, that reason. And also you are a separate person outside that mom role that mom identity, that mom experience. And when you carve out space, even if it's just a teeny tiny little space once a week for you to be alone and you don't have voices asking various questions that they ask, you think more clearly, you feel yourself and you can tap into who am I? What am I all about? What do I want to do outside of that role? And when you're back with them, you're way more energized to be with them. Sometimes we need to clarify our homeschool routines because we're spending more time doing extracurriculars and activities outside our home, but we actually really want to spend more time inside our home. There's various reasons we do this, but one of the reasons that I personally have experienced and seen others do as well is that we really want to take all the opportunities to allow our kids to be exposed to all the things and to have social opportunities and to learn new skills. All those things are cool, really important. They're really interesting. And more is not more. In this department, less can be more. When we allow our kids to just experience solitude, be comfortable with solitude, they actually get creative. They get to process all the things that they've seen and learned. They get to be more comfortable just being with themselves. This is good too. So are you spending more time doing extracurriculars or activities out, outside your home than you'd like to? Some of us would like to spend more time doing sit down activities, lessons, homeschooling, whatever you want to call it. Some of us do want to spend more time doing sit down activities and some of us need to do a whole lot fewer hours in the day doing formal activities. How will you know if that's you? Well, whether or not your answer to that question says, yep, I think that's me. Sometimes we just know. 
There was just a few too many hours doing the formal stuff. Doesn't feel good. Nobody cares about it. I'm just trying to tick off boxes over here. That's your sign. You're spending too much time trying to do formal activities. You can clarify your homeschool and life routine just by asking yourself, maybe there's a time of day that works better to do formal lessons anyway. Maybe it isn't in the morning. Maybe it's unconventionally after dinner, on the weekends. It doesn't have to be during the eight to four. And last question I have for you about how to clarify your homeschool and life routine is to ask yourself, what did you learn about you and your kids from your last year's routine? Every year will be different. What you learned this past year won't 100% apply to your upcoming year. It never does. Kids grow up. You grow up. Life changes. You don't have money to buy the fancy curriculum that other people are paying for. Or you got curriculum for five years already and it's still going. But as you listen to your kids, as you listen to their needs, and you clarify how you want to live your life, and engage education in your home, you'll get the best approach for your homeschool and life routine for this year. The sixth key idea that I offer you to help you plan your upcoming year is to reflect on the curriculum and resources that you used last year. All resources, all curriculum have advantages and disadvantages, all of them. I remember using a remarkable boxed curriculum in the beginning of my homeschool years, and it taught me how to use curriculum. It helped me figure out how to choose read-alouds and how you could incorporate unit studies in read-alouds and how much time you could spend on all the different subject areas and also how you could incorporate read-alouds in history. You could do art history. There were so many ways that this boxed curriculum taught me about how to use curriculum, but it also taught me that someone's random ideas about how I should use boxed curriculum, but also very complete ideas, or I should say very conscientious ideas on making sure to include every last little bit of knowledge that they could pack into that boxed curriculum. It taught me that more is not more. More is just overwhelming. So consider what subjects or topics your family particularly enjoyed. Write them down in your homeschool idea notebook. Determine if some of those curriculum choices that you made last year or five years ago, you can still use. Maybe you just wanna take a break from purchasing things altogether and experiment with the library or a local lending library. Whatever you do, take a look at your curriculum and ask yourself, is this truly serving the purpose that you originally intended? Those are my six key ideas and how you can homeschool plan. But remember that as a homeschool mom, you've got the freedom to create a unique and personalized learning experience for your kids. You can embrace this journey with joy, anticipation for what the year might bring you. You can create a fantastic and reimagined homeschool for your year ahead. And if you're looking for ideas on how you can transform last year's curriculum and routines into a usable plan for your upcoming homeschool, check out the 
show notes page to this episode where I discuss how to do just that and also how to write a portfolio for each child at the end of a year. This podcast episode is titled Six Fresh Ideas on How to Homeschool Plan, and you can find that on my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. Before I close this episode, I want to share with you a little of my story. I have loved my homeschool life, well, most days, (laughs) most days. It's been a remarkable opportunity for my family and me to live into a clearer vision of our lives more individualized educations for each of our kids and us, and enable each of our kids so they can grow into a stronger sense of themselves. But our homeschool story was not a straight arrow. It did not accomplish all that because I said, hey, we should do this. Nope, didn't even know we were gonna do that. For plenty of my homeschool years, I was trying to create a private school at home. I was trying to do the best by my kids. I just didn't know that it wasn't the best. It was exhausting. I didn't always know how to address my big emotions like frustration or overwhelm or stress or doubt. I didn't really know how we should be raising up unique kids in our home. I fumbled through far too much curriculum and planners and routines and other people's homeschool methods and ideas. I didn't know how to deal with busy toddlers, the cute but active preschooler, and definitely did not know what to do with kid conflict or their boredom. I really wanted the whole thing to be charmed. You know, my website is titled capturingthecharmedlife.com. I was really looking for perfection, and I never did grasp it. I've learned a whole lot of things, and if you'd like, I'd love to share them with you too because I know that you don't have to homeschool in uncertainty and doubt. You can create meaningful, individualized educational plans for each of your homeschool kids. You can develop a vision for your homeschool family, not just on a cute little piece of paper that you can frame or you know pin to your fridge. Actually practice it day by day. Of course, the more time you practice, the more you'll see what I've seen, that you really can homeschool on purpose. Of course, the more time you have an opportunity to do all this homeschool thing, the more you're going to see what I've seen, that homeschooling really does work. It really is a remarkable opportunity for your family and you to live toward a clearer vision for you and your kids, to create more of an individualized education for each of your kids and enable each of them to grow toward a stronger sense of themselves. And if you want to do it, you can do this homeschool thing. If you want more clarity and you want that kind of inspiration and that kind of certainty or confidence in your homeschool life, then connect with me because I'm offering the Reimagine Your Homeschool Life coaching program very soon and I can tell you all about it because I want you to reimagine your homeschool life and genuinely enjoy these charmed homeschool memories that you are creating for you and your kids. Thanks for joining me today. I would love to hear from you. If you would share a review on Apple or Spotify, if you regularly listen to this podcast, would you share it with someone that you know would be encouraged? You're also welcome to join me in the Patreon Homeschool Mama support group where you'll get personalized support. You can find me over on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Homeschool Mama Self Care. 
And you're welcome to book a session with me to connect with me to learn if coaching might be right for you. Find me over at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You got this, girlfriend.